Let's open our Bibles in the book of Judges, chapter 2. We're going to be reading there three verses. And this time I'm going to ask Brother Dave if he can read for me. I want the word of God to be read very clear, to be understand. Book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 7, 8, and 7, 8, 9, and 10. Four verses. Would you please, Brother Dave? Yes. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. And they buried him within the boundaries of the inheritance of Timnath Harris in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gash. And all the generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Thank you. Who is the third generation that didn't know the Lord? I want to think about that. And the message title is the third generation. Let's pray. Father God, in these few minutes, we would like to meditate in your only word. That's why we come before the Holy Presence, asking that you please provide a special anointing from the Holy Spirit to speak and to understand in such a way that your word can minister to us and your holy name can be glorified forever and ever. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In these verses, we find this statement that arose a generation that didn't know the Lord. Who was this generation? As I said, this title, the title of this message is The Third Generation. Because the Bible speaks, and this is so beautiful that we have history. The Bible is full of history that teaches a wonderful lessons of life. The Bible teaches the first generation was a group of people that lived in Egypt as slaves. And these people were in such a distress that they said, oh, God, deliver us from Egypt. This is a bondage we don't want to have. The, the Bible said that the, the voice of the people rise to God, and God was moved because people were living in Egypt in this slavery and bondage. And God sent Moses to deliver them. That's the first generation of people that came out of the slavery of Egypt and came to the desert. While they were in the desert, the second generation of people came. The children that were born into the desert were the second generation. And this is the generation of people that the book of Judges is saying that they feared the Lord because they had seen the wonders, the marvelous things that God had made. The children that were born in the desert are the ones that were, had the privilege to see when, when, they had, when they did water to drink. All these children, all these children that were born in the desert, they gathered. You know, the children are very curious. And most, when Moses says, God is going to give us water today. Come, let's get together because 
God is going to do something marvelous. Let's, let's come and see what God is going to do. And Moses hit the rock, and the water flows. And all these children, I can hardly see the children so curious, open up big eyes, look, and water going everywhere. And oh, what a wonderful, we have water. We have water for the children, for the parents, for the animals. Water, abundant water coming out of the rock. Praise the Lord. God is giving us water. Water going, fresh water, clear water. God, our God is a provider. Thanks, God. And I can see the children, oh, God is good. God gives good. God gives, God gives us water. Praise his name because he is good. This desert is so hot. It's so dry. And look, in the middle of such a desolate place, abundant water because God is big. God is powerful. And he, and his power can make water no matter where, no matter how dry. His power can make water for us when we need it. And when they were hungry, the children came to mama and said, Mama, what is for dinner today? And the mama said, Children, we have to wait on the Lord. He will give us manna to eat. Manna? Yes. Yes. God is going to provide Something for us to eat, children. And men, I start coming, and the children see, Mama was right. God is so good. He gave us something to eat in this desert. We cannot plant corn, nothing, because it's a desert. It's just sand, dry, terrible. There's no way we can survive, but God gave us manna. Wow. We can eat. We can be fed, we can be full, we can be satisfied because God give us manna. Praise God. Oh God, you are so good. You give us food where there's no, no food here. There's no way to survive. But God, you give us food because you love us. We praise your holy name, God. You're good to us. The book of Judges said that these children, they knew the wonders, the marvel thing of God. They knew how great God is. No, because somebody told them, because ah, there is water, there is food, whatever we need, there is there. And the children said, Mama, what in the world? There is a, a big ball of fire every night giving light to us. What's that? And Mama said, Children, God provide that column of fire so we can in the night be nice and warm and we have we can see there's a light for us so we can see where we're going and in the day there's a a cloud that giving shade from the sun and showing that we where to go and the children see that this is God doing things for us because God loves us all this marvelous thing, this is the Bible, we read those verses. These children have seen and known a God that is a provider, that everything they need is there. Why? Because God gave to them. They need water? Oh God, we need water. We need food? Oh God, we need food. And then when they cross the, the river Jordan, they need to face very powerful nations. 
very strong military nation like Jericho and all other countries that have big, fierce armies. And they just walk around seven times and the walls come and they conquer a very powerful nation. And they knew this is God. They knew they don't have that training. They came from slavery. They, they don't came from a military fortress where they've been training. They just came from the slavery. Not, not military people. Not, they, they weren't Navy SEALs. They weren't anything like uh, Green Barrett. They were just plain slave people conquering well-trained armies that have the weapons to destroy them. But God said, no, 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 this is my people. They are going to win all this war because the mighty hands of God is going for them to protect them, to destroy all these powerful nations, and they win one worse to another. And they feel powerful. They feel victorious. And they know, ah, this is God. God can make a day longer if we need to because we need to win this battle. And all these children that were born in the desert, they seen time after time the power of God they have. And they say, ah, God, thank you for helping us win this war. We know that our own strength will never make it. We don't have the weapons to win this war. But your, your love, your mighty power is with us. And because of that, we can win time after time. The Bible said that this generation that was born in the desert, they knew their God. They knew their Lord. They knew who God was because they had seen it in their on ice, and they, they had tasted the food that God gave directly to them, and their heart rejoiced, and their heart were touched, and they have a communion with God because this is our God. Our God is powerful. Our God can destroy all the idols of Jericho, all the gods that these neighboring countries have. They're just trash. They are nothing. Our God is powerful. We can step in the head of all these idols that we destroy because this is nothing. Because our God is powerful. We can go on and on and on because God is with us. This is the second generation, the people that were born in the desert, the new God. Okay, what happened with their children? What happened with the children that were born in the land of honey and milk. When these children, when these people that knew God, Joshua, and all those mighty warriors, people of faith, people that knew God, when they came and they conquered, and God gave them the land of honey and milk, and the Bible said that they went in. If we would have had time, we would read more verses. What the Bible said that God gave to them completely cities with vengers ready just to cut the grapes and eat it with 
wells that they don't have to dig. They were dug already, ready to get water and drink. They, they came and in, inherit all these wealth, big houses uh, with all kinds of treasures and gold and stones, precious stones and, and cattles and a, a tremendous amount of wealth of all these countries, all these people, they conquer with battle and they conquer their wealth and they own all this land of honey and milk and they come because God give us the best land that can be. We have a big house. There is 10 houses there because there is more house that we can live in. And there is so many cattle there. There is so many wealth, vineyards, food, anything we want is there to rejoice. God give it to us. Praise God for giving us all this. But we happen to their children. That's the point of the message this morning. The Bible said that the third generation, the children that were born in the, in the, in the land of honey and milk, the children that were born out of the desert, the children that were born when everything was given to them, the Bible said that arose a generation that didn't know God. What in the whole world? How is possible? How is possible that the parents love their God with all their heart? Thank you, Jesus, for food. Thank you, Jesus, for water. Thank you, Jesus. And praising God all the time. And their children didn't know God. Can this happen? Is this possible? And how? I don't understand that. Their very own children, they fought all these, all these battles to make sure that when they die, no longer here, their children are okay and they will be taken care. They work hard. They, they walk around the city seven times and they conquer all this and they work hard to inherit all this cattle, all these cities with a lot of wealth, and they work hard to maintain everything because they want to make sure that their children will be okay after they no longer live. Okay. But the Bible said that arose a generation that didn't know God. How is possible that their heart was full of prayer for such a wonderful God and the children didn't know that God. This is just mind-bangling to know that this can be possible. And this is a history that teaches something very, very important. These poor children were born in a land of honey and milk and when they came, Mama, what is for dinner? The mama no longer answered, it's going to be manna that God will give to us. Maybe the mama said, okay, it's going to be uh, Texas, Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Longhorn. <laughs> mama, Longhorn. I did that too many times. Why didn't you just go to 
England or Europe for a better restaurant. The way they talk, it was foreigner. It was different. The, their language, their vocabulary is different. They didn't say, dear, it's going to be many from God for, for breakfast. They, they said, oh, no. Uh, they had different answers for their children. And the children, they know Longhorn, and they know Royal House, but they didn't know God. How is it possible that their parents love more the pleasure of what they inherit, and they forget so quick the wonderful source of power that just give them all these blessings. Time after time, the children learn that mom and daddy like what God did to them. What the, the blessing, that's the point right now. Mom and daddy became pleasure seekers in the land of honey and milk. And they forget the desert, and they forget the God that gave all those blessings. And from their own, the children hear a different vocabulary. Everything they have, oh, it's because daddy is a man powerful. When daddy got the, the sword and he go to fight, he's mighty. And the mama can do all this and everything. Pleasure seeker and building things and wealth and to maintain it, everything because what they can do. They forget that was the hands of God that give all this. And they became the center of all this attention. And these poor children never learn to know God. And if we keep reading more and more, God had to strip them of everything they have with a Moabite, with different nations, came and stripped them all the way until they again, oh, God, we need to. We cannot live anymore in this discomfort. And God raised somebody to help them again. The book of Judges is full of time going like this, up and down. People forget about God, they went down. Right, call God, they went up again. Time after time. I'm sorry, I think I'm, my time is over. Thank you for your attention. But please, let's raise our hearts in a real praise and our fellowship that our heart can connect with God, that our children know your God. The God that you love, the God that you praise, that the God that is the more important for you will be the more important for your children too. The same love you have for God <clears throat> can be passed to your children. And it's going to raise a generation that knows God. Brothers and sisters, the, the history of this church will be and arose a generation that knew God. 
and arose a generation that loved God with passion. Why? Because when mom and daddy are in trouble, they pray. When mom and daddy have a, a amount of wealth, they thank God. God, thank for this. This is yours. When mom and dad are happy, thank you, Jesus. When mom and dad are sad, thank you, Jesus. The children grow up seeing the dead read the Bible. The children grow up thinking that dead praying. Children that see mom and daddy depending on God for everything, they are going to know God. Where the children learn that daddy, when daddy had a problem, call the bank. When daddy had a problem, credit card. When daddy had a problem, money fix everything. Then people grow up and they don't know the Lord because money fix everything. Brothers and sisters, it's my desire that we all as a Christian can live in such a life that, that our children know that we depend on God and on God alone. I don't hope for hard times for anybody, neither for myself. But if God sends some of those into our life, maybe it's because he's telling us something. And our, our children know, need to know that if we're in trouble, God, I'm in trouble. Help me out. And children say, uh -huh. Daddy know where to go when his problem. He goes to a mighty God. A mighty God always helped Daddy. I want to go to the almighty God too all my life because he knows he will care for me. I don't have time to tell you this story. I wish I had time to tell you this story. Um, my wife and I were very, very worried about our children a few years ago because we were seeing our children are very cold to God. Being missionary in Salvador, helping other people, but our own family called to God. And, and me and my wife started praying, like, God, how is it possible that our children are getting so called to you? And we're trying to help other people. Sometimes I said, I asked one of my children, can you pray for, for the meal? And then you said, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the meal. Amen. They prayed because daddy asked him, but he didn't want to pray. He, his heart wasn't there. And time after time, we knew this is not going in the right direction. God, help our family. We need your help. Well, we, we came to a moment in our life, and some of you probably read this story already, and you haven't read it, just read it. My wife is going to be papers out there that we were kidnapped for two hours, and we were stranded in the night in a churkin field with a dark moment of our life. And that was the children in that moment, they find out that in the hands of these criminals, there is nothing that anybody can do. There is no police, there is no army, there is nobody that can do or help you or anything. We're there in the dark night with, in, the, in the hands of these criminals. And they, for two hours, they took everything we have, our money, our food, everything we have. And we were just praying, God, we need you. We need you so much. 
in that, in that dark moment, I remember Regina said to the children, children, today we're going to be with Jesus. We, we the, the situation that was so terrible that we knew we're going to, these guys are going to kill us. And we thought, we are going to be right now with Jesus. And, and, and just to feel like a, we are ready to be with Jesus. That calm the children in such a way that oh, we're going to be with Jesus. But in the end, they never kill us. They leave us alone. But in that moment, the children knew that there is no way in the world to go. Nobody can help you, not even your best friend. Those guys with their guns in your head, they can pull very with any effort and kill everybody in one minute. And nobody will know in the dark night of that sugarcane field, way out there in Guatemala, away from the civilization, nobody will know what happened to us. They can bury us in the ground and it's going to be gone forever. In that moment, only God with you. No other help. And the next morning, my wife and I come and we we find our children in their bedroom in the hotel, lying down, kneel down, praying because they want to. They were praying because they feel like they need God, not because daddy asked them to pray. They pray because they knew there is no way to go, no, no other source, power to go. God, we need you. We need you. And they learn that they can depend on God. And after that experience, we, we, we have seen a big difference over families. And I don't hope to go through dark times like that anymore because it's really hard. But it helped our family to look up to God and depend on him and bring our heart again, again in deep communion with God. Brothers and sisters, it's my desire that we live such a life we live in the dangerous world that is very dangerous that our children will know the God that we know and we love. Keep that in mind. That is dangerous. We live in this dangerous world. Make sure when we're no longer here, our children will love God. And one of these days, we're going to be around the throne of Jesus. <clears throat> Celebrating the victory, worshiping him, but none missing. None of our, or your children missing. None of the church people missing that will be in heaven worshiping Jesus forever and eternity. Not by faith, but because we have seen him. But brothers and sisters, that nobody will miss that. Don't miss that none of our children will be missing, none of the people that you love missing, will be celebrating forever the great victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one that we love, the one that will be with him forever and ever. God bless you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your only word. Thank you for these people that loves you. I pray, Father God, that each one of us will surrender our life completely to you in such a way that generations that follow us will know deeply you, your love, your mercy, your power. 
when we no longer hear, they will know you and they will live for you. Father, thanks for your word. We love you. We pray your only name because you are worthy. You are the King of kings. Lord, Lord, our mighty God that reign forever and ever, the one we bow down willingly and worship at your feet. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless everyone.